The right habits put you in control of your health, relationships, mindset, and more. But most people lack the tools to stick with those habits long enough to see results. That is about to change. Welcome to the Unshakable Habits Podcast with your host, habit change specialist and speaker, Stephen Box. Join us each week as experts share their stories, experiences, and insights and give you the tools to build unshakable habits so you can live life on your terms. It's time to take your habits from unsustainable to unshakable. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unshakable Habits Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Box, and I am joined today by the owner of Life Up Education TV, the author of the book. I forget the name of your book already. I just, The Game of Self-Domination. Thank you. I, I just had a, a complete brain freeze there for a minute. <laughs> Please help me in welcoming Nasane Oki to the show today. Hi, Stephen. Thank you very much for having me. Definitely appreciate you being here today. So one thing that we're going to do today is we're going to dive through your story because you help people really with their mindset. That That's mm -hmm. your, your specialty, especially people who struggle to keep that positive mindset, who are struggling to live their, their dreams out because you have had that experience yourself. You've got mm -hmm. this great story of going from struggling to being very successful. And we're going to walk through that. But I want for the audience to look at your story through our unshakable framework. This is a framework that you will see over and over again in life. And different people might use different terminology for it. Mm -hmm. But you're going to see this play out. And you're going to see all these different parts today in Nasanae's story. So the first thing is you have to have a vision. Once you have a vision in place, you either have to start to recognize what skills you already have that you can utilize, or you have to create new skills. And then in order to create those skills, you're going to need to take some daily actions. So make sure you're looking out for those three parts, that vision, those skills, and those actions as you listen today and see where you can take her story and use it in your own life to be able to achieve your dreams. So Nasane, tell me a little bit about your backstory. Yes. So my name is Nasane Oki. I'm a speaker at LifeUpEducationTV.com. I'm also the author of the book called The Game of Self-Domination, which is very interesting how you describe the framework because I also talk about that, of like how someone can create mental transformation in three different phases. I actually break it down to three phases. Um, I also have this business consultancy in Tokyo that advises companies in Japan and America how to expand, launch and expand their businesses in Japan and America in by providing like marketing, branding, PR service, and also project management service. And those, that's what I do. <laughs> so you, you stay pretty busy, it sounds like. Mm, yeah, it's, it's a lot of moving parts that I always have to like, you know, keep up with, but I like it. I like to keep myself busy. Mm. So now when you talk about all these different things that you're doing, mm -hmm. How did you how did you get here? So kind of take us back to the beginning. I, I know when we had talked before, when we did our pre-interview, mm -hmm. you, you talked about, you know, moving over to the United States for a little while mm -hmm. and you're you're in Japan now. Right. But mm -hmm. you, you lived over in the United States for a while and, and there was a, a bit of a struggle while you were here. So this is not something that you just woke up one day and you were successful. This was a process that you had to go through. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned in that process. So kind of take us back to when you came over to the U.S. and, mm -hmm. and you were struggling a little bit. Yeah. So actually, I'm still struggling as of today, right? Like, just like everybody else. Like, I'm just trying to do my best at the best I know. And every day is still battle. And I picked this battle. That's why, like... I truly appreciate the growth journey. Like I'm not trying to live out of like someone else's growth journey, right? So that's why like 
I actually, anyway, so taking back to where I started, I, I was a student here until high school and I was born and raised in Japan. I didn't speak English. I was, so to speak, kind of like failing student. Um, the school system didn't really fit me. Like, although I, I was a, like, okay. Okay. So here in Japan, high school is kind of works like university, like at the high school level, people kind of judge you by your IQ and people already make assumption of how successful you become by high school. So from that standard, I wasn't, I didn't go to like bad school, quote unquote. Like I, I went to actually like somewhat smart school, but in that, in that group, I just didn't fit in. I, I struggled a lot of finding my identity. And that's the age where you're very sensitive of finding who you are. Right. But I basically got into the school and I lost my drive because I studied really hard there. Like I already had this like, you know, hustler um, mentality. Like I literally studied like 12, 13 hours, like every day just to get to that school. Um, But yeah, I, I struggled through that. And during that time, what I noticed was I, I didn't fit in. And because the school taught us how to be part of the group. And that was an environment that I felt just really uncomfortable with being. So I decided to go to the United States because I knew that in this society of all I know, Japanese society, I wouldn't be considered as having a bright future. Like somewhat I couldn't fit in this box. That's why people kind of wanted to get rid of me wherever I go, like I would have my own opinion. I wanted to express it and everything like that. And that wasn't very interesting to anyone else. That was kind of annoying to people, I noticed. So that's why I decided to go to the United States because I heard about this country of this like great freedom and you know everybody can have this great opportunity that at the time I didn't have, it, feel, it felt like here. So I needed to seek out for like a big change. Um, so without speaking English, without necessarily having like any plan, really, I went to the States. I went to the United States and I started studying English first and I got into uh, this two-year college that's like very popular for any international students. And I finished my business degree there. And at that time, it just didn't make sense for anyone to hire me because, again, like you're you're thinking about this. Japanese girl, like teenager, who just had this like two year degree, who doesn't even speak good English, like she doesn't know nothing, right? Like no company wanted to hire me. However, my second courageous journey started there. Like it just didn't make sense for me to go out of the school system to get like actual working working uh, experience, competing against other Americans, right? There just wasn't enough reason for me to do that. But something inside of me really like pushed me to go out of that like education system to actually go get real world experience in American environment. Mm. And another thing I was very attracted to was entrepreneurship. Somehow I already, like somehow I always admired this like hustler, like working really hard, like building something from nothing. Um, Because referring back to the high school, like that experience where I studied really hard, I had to study hard because I was stupid. <laughs> like, like I wasn't stupid, but like I didn't have a good grade at all. Like I, it was, and people told me that it was unrealistic for me to pick that school. It's like we're talking about like university school working as university system in America, right? Like yeah. in high school, it's a big deal. Like which school you go to, so it was impossible. People told me it was impossible, but it was that drive that I had. It was this like resistance that I had that really fired me up. And then same kind of feeling I had impression I had for entrepreneurship. That's why I really wanted to go in there. Yeah. So again, like without necessarily making sense of like how that could have worked, I just jumped in. Like I didn't have money. I didn't have a place to live for that matter. Right. Like I just fresh out of college. I didn't have any network, no money, like broken English, like everything. And I just, 
out of nowhere, just like started hustling, networking, meeting tons of people, making tons of friends. And finally, actually, I landed this position, like a marketing role, uh, role mm-hmm. in um, Seattle Tech Hub. Like there was a big hub in Seattle uh-huh. that was for tech entrepreneurs. So I slowly kind of started getting into the community and started like um, networking and getting to know a lot of people. So I found some opportunities, even though I... I didn't, it didn't make sense for me to have opportunity to begin with. Um, and then during that time, there was something incredible happened that led me to Life Up Education TV today was that I was really inspired by how these leaders were leading to the next future using the power of technology. They were so excited about what technologies hmm. are enabling us to do like enabling us to create it wasn't well of course it's a business so it is a little bit of money topic but there was something beyond money like they were truly excited about creating a future for the humanity using the power of technology and we were literally taking the level of humanity from here to there to the next level and that was such an inspiring experience for me and am I speaking too much? I feel like I need. You're good. To, I feel like I need to ask you a question. If you need a break, I can. I can. Uh, I can point out some stuff. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna finish this story. But I'm gonna keep it quick because I'm. I'm sure that we have more interesting questions to talk about later. Uh, but so long story short, it really inspired me during that period where I got to work with tech entrepreneurs and investors who were building the future. And there was this excitement that I could like literally feel and picked myself. And that uh, led me to study economics be- over business because what I noticed at the time was I was interested in future, two things. I was interested in future and I was interested in people, destiny for people, like how things impact people's life. I wasn't so much money driven. So what I noticed was like, it's better I study economics because economics has subject for business, money, but also it has a lot of space for people, like politics, technology, education, like all that things combined. So I decided to study economics. um, And after that year, I, I finished school and I needed... I was ready for the new challenge, right? So I was in Seattle for the past like seven years at that time or six years at that point. Mm. I moved to Florida. So completely the opposite side of the country. And once again, starting from nothing, I didn't even have, I didn't even have an idea of like where I would live, right? Like no apartment, no place to live, no money, nothing, no connection, no job, whatever. I just moved. And I, I hustled again to like find my position. And I actually went through some kind of like very unquestionable companies, like to get to like my finally um, more like stable role as a consultant later on. Um, but it was also another very critical time of my life because first of all, I think it that decision says a lot about who I am. Like I'm I'm a fearless. I value experience over money. I value like I was looking for that like desperation again. Like I needed that in order for me to grow. So it was such a critical uh part of and then also my entertainment career, like a very little entertainment career kind of started at that time. Um so it was really good. But anyway, so later on basically what I was able to do was I found this like uh, marketing consulting role in this business consulting company in Miami. And I, I stayed there and eventually I came back to Japan and I was selling their service to Japanese clients. And eventually I decided that maybe it makes sense that I do the same of what I do now, but do it for more companies from America. So I would just sell services from America to Japanese companies or do the vice versa. So that's how I led to Foreign Connect. And at the time I was also uh, running my own like clothing brand, Beyond Dara Baby Story. Um, and then around the same time, 
um, I decided that I wanted to go into media more. Um, I wanted to be in front of people because I, I'm good at like talking to people. I'm good at like, I'm good with people. I love people. And I had this vision and inspiration about creating a future for people, right? And I thought about what can I do? Do I want to be startup owner who like, this might change later on. But at that time, when I asked myself a question, I just didn't think that I would be good, like technology startup owner. My strengths is like, media my strengths is talking to people my strengths is being on a camera so i decided that life up education tv is great because it covers that the purpose of life up education tv that i have is to encourage people each in individual people but also at the same time by encouraging um, individual people's performance i'm really adding them up to the macro performance and therefore we as a humanity can create the best output macro at the macro level. Yeah. So that's like a very short version of what it is. But basically that's how I got into the story of Life Up Education TV. And I feel like I've been speaking for like three hours by now. So let's <laughs> let's give some space for your comment or something. <laughs> All right. So love love the fact that, that was the short version. <laughs> <laughs> That was very short. Wow. <laughs> that was just a second of my story. <laughs> so so let's let's although although you you really kind of glossed over a lot of, of details there to shorten that up, I, I do <laughs> want to kind of go back and, and revisit some of it because I, I want to make sure that people didn't miss a few really key points in there. Okay. So number one is you had this experience multiple times in your life where People doubted you yeah. where mm -hmm. you didn't necessarily live up to the standard that other people thought you should have. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. But what happens a lot of times is we allow those stories mm -hmm. to become our identity. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, oh, we you know I'm not smart. Mm -hmm. oh, I can't do this. And what I love about your story is you kind of had this attitude of, you know what? No one, and, and I'm not saying you initially thought about it this way. I'm, I'm rephrasing just a little bit. So, but it was almost like your, your story came across to me as, you know, people don't expect much of me. So mm -hmm. if I fail, all I've done is lived up to expectations. Mm -hmm. But if I don't fail, if I'm successful, then I've heard everybody wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, I think you're probably more like motivated by the prove everybody else wrong part of that, but it's, it's a part of that where I think that's a valuable lesson for people to see is that so often we worry about, well, what if I fail? Yeah. So what? So what if you do? Like, like mm -hmm. I think you know, I was driven a lot by proving someone wrong before, but as I go more and more deep to my journey, I don't think about how people think about me now at all. Like, I think major things that I learned so far is that I don't mean shit to anyone. <laughs> like, that goes for my success, that goes for my failure, right? Like no one's life is predicated on my failure nor success. So whatever I achieve or whatever I do as a failure, that wouldn't mean anything to anyone else, you know? Yeah. So for me right now, it feels more like I do things out of my necessity. Mm -hmm. Like there's this quote that I heard from Elon Musk that really stuck with me. He says, if you need inspiring word to pursue your dream, don't do it. Yeah. And I think about that a lot. Like yeah. I just feel like it's becoming part of what I need to do in order for me to be happy. Rather than like, I need to show someone, you know, and I think when you don't have, like, when you get rid of that, like, I need to show someone, you can be more patient, because it's a very slow process yeah. that you have to go through. And there's going to be a lot of mental resist resistance that's gonna yeah. try to bring you down, right? 
Right. But when you are truly focusing on like not your relatives, not your parents, not your friends, not your competitor, not no one, but your progress, yeah. then you have more willingness and patience to to see your process, right? Like even if it happens slower. So for me, it feels a lot more like that right now, that I just do things out of necessity more than having to prove some something to someone. Yeah, And, and I love the, the clarification there because I, I should have actually put that in past tense because you, you did feel that way. Obviously, mm-hmm. now we can look at your book, right? Your book is about mm-hmm. self-domination. It's not about world domination, right? So it's yeah. not how... <laughs> That's the next step, right? That's yeah. the next step. <laughs> like you, 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 we'll we'll leave it up to the audience to decide whether world domination is the next step or a step back. We'll, we'll let them decide <laughs> for themselves. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I, I don't want to dominate the world. I, it's already enough, like to dominate myself. Like that's a lot to dominate. It, it might be easier to dominate the world, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it might be actually yeah it might be the step backwards so w- when i was listening to your story though you know we talked about the framework and mm-hmm. we saw kind of version one of the framework in your story already mm-hmm. you had this vision of and your vision evolved over time it started as okay i'm gonna go somewhere else where i can get a fresh start where i don't have these expectations that are put on me here mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'm going to go to America, it's this land of opportunity, and I'm going to try to be successful there. Mm -hmm. And because you had this vision of what you wanted your life to be, you didn't allow things like the fact that you didn't really speak English, you didn't allow the fact that you had no money, that you had nowhere to stay, that -hmm. you didn't know anybody there, anything like that. You didn't, you didn't allow that to be like, oh... I can never do that because I don't have any any reason to be able to do it. You just did mm-hmm. it. Like you just took that chance. Yeah. And then when you went to Seattle, you get around all these people who have their own visions and you're getting to see the way they're manifesting their visions. Mm-hmm. And then that seems to have inspired you a little bit to start thinking more about what you wanted your vision to be. And that's when you're like, hey, you know what? Money is great. You're not going to turn down the money, right? But mm-hmm. at the same time, that's not what you're all about. You you kind of saw how these people were very passionate about helping and make the world better. And you're like, you know what? I want to do something like that. I want to have a positive impact on people's lives. Mm-hmm. And so you started that process and then you realized, hey, you know what? I maybe need to study economics instead of business. Mm-hmm. And so you went out and that's a skill that you started to develop. And then you mm-hmm. took actions. You went to school. You studied hard. You went out. You met people. You did all these things to build up that skill set so that mm-hmm. you had that better understanding of these things. So we've already seen kind of version one of the framework in your life where you've taken that. And then when you started doing the consulting and you came back to Japan, now all of a mm-hmm. sudden you kind of get this new vision of, hey, you know what? still kind of in the same area, but now I have this other opportunity that's kind of, you know, associated with what I'm doing. It's the same kind of work, but I can do this for myself. So then all of a sudden the vision became rather than just working for someone else, it was working for yourself and and Mm -hmm. doing this on your own. And then, you know, as you further developed your vision, you started saying, you know what, I want to have entertainment stuff. I want to inspire people. I want to do all these different things. And so now you have the Life Up Education TV, which you have just like content that's all over the place, right? Like mm-hmm. I was I was checking out some of your videos and it's like, it's the only place I've seen where you can go and get your mindset tips for the day, watch somebody sing and get makeup tips. It's it's all it's all in one place. You can, oh, yeah. You, mm-hmm. you, can get it, you can get it all there. It's like a one-stop shop. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, I see you, you've got this vision, and this vision has evolved over time. And I think sometimes people do get caught up on this idea that they have to know everything right now, that we need to know every single detail. Everything has to be planned out. That mm-hmm. We have to live this perfect existence. Mm-hmm. And... You know, that's the other thing I loved with your story is you started off with, hey, 
yes, I, I have, I'm a book author. I'm a speaker. I have my website. I have a successful company, but you know what? I'm still struggling because I'm not perfect. And this is an ongoing every day, probably for the rest of my life kind of thing, right? It's not, you're never going to arrive. You're never going mm -hmm. to be there. It's always something that you're constantly going to get better on. So, mm -hmm. so that, that's my summary of, of your story for, for the audience. Yes. And I want to add one thing. Yes. So there was this quote and I, I love that you brought it up about like, it's a constant battle. It's a constant like improvement. Yeah. There's one quote that I heard that really stuck with me in my head. Now I can't remember his name, but he's like a spiritual person. Mm -hmm. I think from Celia, he said, if you are stupid, you're confused. If you are smart, perhaps you're more confused. So life is not about figuring out everything. Yeah. Life is about figuring out how to use your confusion to your benefit. And to me, that was, that made perfect sense. Like that gave me yeah. so much clarity. I think no one's figured out anything, right? Like, like that's why, like, what I talk about this, what, what I talk about in my book a lot is, you know, if you are someone who wants to get to, like, that place, and then you think that you're going to be happy forever, like, that story doesn't exist in my, in my book. I'm yeah. always, like, pushing for, it's a continuous journey. Yep. It, it's, it's messy. Like, there's no this answer. There's no this secret and answer that you can, like, somehow get to, right? And yep. people don't feel comfortable about that. Like, people like to be told that there's this answer. There's this mm -hmm. one perfect island that you can get yep. to or something like that in the end of the day, right? It's super uncomfortable. But yep. the truth is, there is none of that, right? Yep. And if you think about it, like, everything we create today is man-made. And if you think about it, it's so crazy, but the concept of time is even man-made. Like concept of time still even have a little bit uh, subjectivity in it, depending on who's experiencing it. Yeah. So I, I read this crazy thing. Someone said the true unit of measure is the only energy. How, how much, like how many particles are mm -hmm. existing in an object is the only true unit of measurement in what we know today in today's science. Everything else we have, even going from one plus one equal two, like everything, it's man-made. Yep. So life is like that. Like we made answers so that things can become easy for us to understand. That's why we always we are told to look for answer one plus one equal two. Like yeah. we, we are told to look for the some sort of pattern, recognition and rules, right? But at the very like deep, like life, mm -hmm. there's no answer for anything, right? So it's super uncomfortable. It's not as easy for people to consume that concept. It just doesn't feel good, right? When, when someone say, oh, there's no answer. Like it just doesn't feel comfortable for us, right? We can't process that. But I think life works like that. There's just no answer and it's super uncomfortable, but you need to learn how to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations. And that's just accumulation of those things. Yeah, I, I love that because the thing I think so many people miss out on is they get focused on a goal. And I've done quite a few of these interviews already and Every time that I've interviewed people, I've noticed a pattern. The people who are the most successful, mm -hmm. the people that people look at and say, oh, wow, their, their story is so amazing. Mm -hmm. Those people, they never like necessarily set out to do the thing that they've done, right? It's always like been this constant progress toward it. Mm -hmm. And it was something that came up maybe along the way, but like, no one ever said, you know what, when I was 10 years old, I decided I'm going to write a book and be a professional speaker, right? Like that's not, mm -hmm. like, that's not what, you know, happens most of the time. Mm -hmm. 
And what I've noticed is in people that I've coached over the years, when they've really struggled with something, mm-hmm. it's because they've gotten very outcome focused. Like I have to get to this one outcome. So like mm-hmm. an easy example, um, just because I spent 10 years working in the health and fitness area is when people come to me for weight loss, it was like, oh, I have to lose 20 pounds, right? And let's say they lost 19 pounds. Mm-hmm. Amazing accomplishment. They're only like one pound less than what their goal was. They're in great shape. They're healthy. Everything is good. But they start doing unhealthy things to get that last pound off just because their goal was 20 pounds. And they and they mm-hmm. feel like they somehow failed because they were only at 19. Mm-hmm. And it's when we lock ourselves into something like that and we mm-hmm. become so focused on that one thing, mm-hmm. we miss opportunities to grow. We miss mm-hmm. opportunities around us because we've now closed our, our mind off to the possibilities there. And, and, and I and mm-hmm. I think what you the way you kind of said it, it makes that sums it up nicely where it's like, hey, if we're focused just on you know, what the outcome is, if we're chasing after one specific thing, mm-hmm. we're going to convince ourselves that there's some like big payoff there. There's some big level of happiness when we get there. Mm-hmm. And the reality is there isn't. It's the happiness the is on the journey. <laughs> and, yeah. and one thing I want to add to that is, I think depending on your profession, but especially this is important for entrepreneurs is that you just can't expect anything to be perfect. Like you have to stay practical. You have to be flexible. You have to stay flexible because things is not going to go. Sometimes things are not going to go in the way you wish, right? But you have to be adaptable. You have to adapt to the situation, whatever is happening. You can't stick with your ego. Like you can't, you can't decide what's good for you and assume that that's good for everyone else, right? But you as a like a role of entrepreneur is to listen to whatever is good for the audience or for whoever you're delivering to and be adaptable and not so fixed with your own ego or your own idea. So I think that has to do a lot also with the capability in leadership and also um, navigating through uncomfortable entrepreneurial journey because there's no textbook for entrepreneurship. Whatever works, works, and you got to do what works. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually funny you mentioned that because I just did a video last night, mm-hmm. and my topic was, you know, are you evolving or revolving? You know, are you just going around the same path over and over? Or are you actually changing and making tweaks? Mm-hmm. And most of the time people think like, oh, you always have to evolve. And it's like, well, no. You know, if something's working, then keep revolving, right? Just keep doing what's working. Like, hey, I, because I, like you said earlier, none of us really know. Like, mm-hmm. we're all guessing. Mm-hmm. And then we luck out and we find something. I used to always yeah. say that luck is when opportunity meets persistence, right? Mm-hmm. So if we, if we constantly work hard and then an opportunity comes up, then we get, you know, quote unquote lucky. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of goes along with what you're saying there where, we don't really know. Mm-hmm. Most of us are, are just kind of feeling it out. And the people who think they know are usually the people who fall flat on their face because they they got caught up in their own ego, like you said. So mm-hmm. it, it's definitely, a, it's a situation where it's a little bit tricky, right? Because and maybe you can tell people how you go about doing this or, or how you help other people do this. How do you have confidence mm-hmm. and believe in yourself but also at the same time, willingly acknowledge that you don't have all the answers and that you have to figure it out. I, I call it leadership because leaders are just as much as scare, scared mm-hmm. as followers. And also leaders don't have, just like leaders also don't have all the information that they need or like just as much as clueless as followers are right but i call that leadership leaders leaders are needed because they bring certainty into uncertain situations yeah so i call that initiation it's it's almost like capability ability and also this is a capability that people can train and work on people can try to practice how to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations 
on, I think only way to do it is through yourself at uncomfortable situations yeah. and stay still. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my answer. Okay. Yeah. I, I like that. Stay still. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really hard for most people because mm -hmm. when things get uncomfortable, we're like, okay, let me shift over to something else. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this feels really awkward. I'm going to move now. And like, honestly, I'm like, I root for that. I'm all in for that. I think it's accountability. Like this is actually good. This is actually healthy. I think not everybody should win. Like I, I think competition is actually healthy. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there's someone winning and there's someone losing at life. I'm saying that you might lose in this, whatever the field that you're in, in yeah. but you're not going to always lose. Your life is not one dimensional. You have multiple things. Right. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And if whatever you're pursuing right now is not your thing, yeah. you shouldn't win. Like you should let who's supposed to win, win in that field yeah. versus you also have your own wins in life, you know? Yeah. And I think the free competition works in that way. Not everybody should get the medal for just participating. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm definitely from the not everybody deserves a medal generation. So <laughs> it's like it's like I'll give you I'll give you a pat on the back for for the for the effort, but not everybody deserves a medal, right? Like, <laughs> but and then I, I think it's actually like it's it teaches you how to be patient. Yeah. And if you look at it from like very long-term perspective, I think this encourages really healthy behavior because it encourage it encourages work like hard hard working hard working attitude. Yeah. It inspires you to have inspiration, like search for inspiration, hunger. So all these things that comes with benefit, but that's gonna take time right like for people to develop this kind of characteristic does take time so yeah. people lose patience and then people just want to like give participation medal for everyone yeah. because otherwise it's harder but in long term i think this free competition system actually works better and more healthier yeah and i think you kind of hit on it without really going and to depth, but it's really a mindset issue, right? It's mm -hmm. how do you look at, you know, winning or losing? And, you know, even going further to how do you define what winning or losing even looks like? Because you think about the Olympics, right? Mm -hmm. Perfect example. The Olympics, you usually have maybe one, two, maybe like three at the most people in an event who really have a legitimate chance at winning the gold medal, right? Mm -hmm. And there's always going to be that person there who they know they're probably coming to last place. Like They're just like, they go into it. Like, I know I'm going to go in last place, right? Mm -hmm. But for them just to be able to go and represent their country and be in the Olympics is a mm -hmm. huge win. They don't mm -hmm. care if they're the last place person in the entire event because mm -hmm. they were there. Whereas mm -hmm. someone else, they might be the favorite to win the gold medal. So for them, anything less than winning the gold medal might be considered mm -hmm. a failure. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's all it's all perspective and it's all about where, where you are. And I think you kind of touched on that with saying, you know, maybe you're not supposed to win in this particular area of life. Maybe this is somebody else's area to win. Mm -hmm. And so, and, you know, from my mindset perspective, mm -hmm. I, I think that's a huge shift for a lot of people is accepting where are you at right now in your, in your journey. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I'm not particularly like generalizing as far as like field, I guess. I, I think I misused the word, but for example, I, I keep going back to entrepreneurship but that's because like I have a lot of admiration in that area. Mm -hmm. But you know, for example, I think there's gonna be discouraging things. And you might have this self-doubt. Am I gonna be able to make it? Uh like am I good enough? Blah blah blah. 
And that should shift out some people who don't, who are not strong enough mentally to handle the success that they get when, when have, when they have success, right? Like for me, that's like part of the game too. Like, yeah. I guess I, I think I misused the word like success. Like it's, it was probably a bad example, but what I'm trying to say is like, it's a continuous battle. Like, yes, there's going to be doubts. There's going to be dejections. There's going to be failures. Mm-hmm. And once that can persevere, regardless of these things, in the end, in this competition, should win, right? Yeah. And then in competition, people who can't bring themselves up to want to pursue, regardless of all the hardships that they ha- have to go through, yeah. then it's okay. Like they shouldn't, they shouldn't continue. Right. And then, so basically it kind of filters out who, who's out, who's in, who keeps being in. Yeah. So I think it's, it's a battle. Like you, you, you would face constant challenges. And then the only ones that can like really persevere really deserves to win the competition in the end of the day. Um, and I had a point that I wanted to make. What was your question? <laughs> I wanted to link it back to what you said, but I forgot. Um, I, I don't know. We 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 can all <laughs> win all around. So I'm not I'm not even really sure what the question was anymore myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's kind of how I look at it in terms of mindset. Like, I think it's really binary. Like, whether are you gonna stay? in your team or are you going to join other people who's going to discourage you and tell you you suck and join their team and be like yeah i suck like let you know let me just like you know abandon myself and let me just join this like easier side right like and that's okay too like there's a learning there right like you can also see that as part of your experience and so it's not necessarily negative per se that experience but the I guess the point here is you don't deserve the win if you're not persevering when you face these hard things. So would you say maybe a good way to kind of sum this up a little bit is, you know, back when when I first introduced you, we we Mm -hmm. talked about people who maybe struggle to bring their their dreams to life Mm -hmm. and and actually follow through with them. So maybe a good way to sum this up is, it's not necessarily about the finish line. It's not about mm-hmm. this, you know, measure of success or whatever, because as you pointed out, any ideas that we have about what success looks like are strictly man-made. They're, they're things mm-hmm. that we've come up with on our own. So they're not mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. And any of us can change what the definition of success is at any time. Mm-hmm. The real journey is going through the process it's the growth it's learning it's constantly challenging yourself to get better it's not necessarily about chasing that specific outcome it's about growing it's about going through those hardships and if you're not ready to deal with a hardship if a hardship is like to the point where it's about to break you Mm -hmm. then if it breaks you Mm-hmm. then that means that you weren't ready yet. You need to go back. You need to develop more skills. You need to develop more mental toughness. You need to go back and get those things built up so that mm-hmm. you can come back and then you can persevere through those same challenges. So yeah. they're can not I, really yeah, failures. Okay. So I, I remember what I wanted to say. Okay. I have two things to say in that. So basically when we talk about it like that, what I meant by like, let, let the people win who are supposed to win in that, in that mm-hmm. is like, for example, entrepreneurship, right? Entrepreneurship. So you have one business, maybe you weren't ready. There were other competitors who were doing better than you. Yeah. Then maybe it was their time. Their, their, it was their turn to win at that very particular competition. But I didn't want to go as far as field, right? This is just a matter of just one business. But then the mindset goes, the perseverance goes, okay, if you fail, okay, no problem. 
are you gonna do they're gonna start the second business are you gonna like are you gonna use the skills and the mindset like training everything you gain from the first one and are you gonna maybe start up the next thing and then maybe this time it's your time to win right yeah so if you look at it at like more macro perspective like if there's a losing there's someone else winning and if there's yeah. someone else winning there's someone else losing right Right. So, so yeah, you can't expect you win all the time. Sometimes yeah. you can let the other person to win, but at the macro score of your life, you don't have to stay at the loss all the time. Like you can, right. you still have opportunity to win. There's going to be your time. Like there's going to be your turn to win. And then second thing I wanted to mention was, I think this comes back to that discussion of, it does feel uncomfortable not to have like that definition of whatever we talked about today. But I think that is the answer. Like we started off from the conversation of have, uh, having conversation about success not doesn't necessarily mean anything to you, right? Yeah. But in the same token, I think the most practical mindset you can have, I'm not talking about ideology, I'm talking about what's practical yeah. for someone to have is, Knowing that, yes, your success don't really matter, but at the same time, knowing that like there's this competition where where someone loses, someone wins, and like everything that we just talked about, right? Yeah. If you can have the both perspective, even though they seem kind of contradict, yeah. then I think that just becomes your knowledge. Yeah. So, and then I think that's where the true life test lies is like many things are kind of contradicts and then you kind of have to strike for balance too because yeah. when you are one extreme there's just going to create vulnerability yeah and if you like if you saw my channel as we talked about right like there's a lot of things in there the reason i did that was because it's practical mm-hmm. like i'm not one person right like I, i'm one right. person with many interests I can't decide how my viewer finds me. I can't right. decide I can't decide how my viewer should like me. Maybe some people's entering point is because I'm a young Asian woman who does makeup. Maybe someone else's entering point is I am a person who can talk about mindset. Like I can't decide for these people. Like yeah. I I think it's more practical to have as many windows I, as I can have yeah. to increase the chance of me appearing to as many people as I can instead of me deciding this is who I am, this is how I should be, this is how, what I'm going to like focus on. Because yeah. by doing that, I'm excluding so much opportunities and it's just yeah. not practical. I'm, I'm caring more about my ego, about who how i want to appear to other people but yeah but the very um well kind of secret thing about this is that or many people what many people don't know about this is that you can't control what other people sees you as like if people think whatever the way they think of yourself you can't convince them to think otherwise, you know, right. and it's such a wasted energy to even com- try to convince someone who doesn't see the value in whatever you're offering at the same time, right? Yeah. So for me, I just like I go with the practicality more than ideology. Mm-hmm. That's why I I try to strike for many things, even though maybe some of them collide as an idea. Mm-hmm. I think having that both perspective actually works in an advantage, not disadvantage. Yeah, I think one thing you really hit on there too that I think is helpful for people to understand. You, you talked about how it's almost like a contradiction, right? It's like, well, if there's a competition and there's winners and losers, then how do I not get caught up on success and failure, right? It's and, and I think the answer in that is what you said. There is no answer. At the end of the day, it's really about, are you focused on your personal growth? Because if you focus on your personal growth, success will find you. 
you're going to be successful at some point because you're focused on the right thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and for me, I even go the, the step further. And, and I think you may agree with this is I focus on my growth for me personally. I focus on the value that I can give other people. But like you said, I can't decide for them what's valuable. It, it might be the makeup tips. It might be the mindset advice. It might be different things for different people. You just kind of put all this stuff out there because you're not trying to tell people what they have to find is valuable. But at the same time, you're focused on you. You're focused on what you find interesting. So for example, I'm going to assume you don't have an interest in like muscle cars because I didn't see any videos about muscle cars on your uh, website, right? So you're not out there trying to be something that you're not. You're not trying to talk about things that don't interest you just because somebody else might be interested in them. You're still being true to yourself, but you're not trying to force a specific idea on somebody else. You're allowing them to kind of choose what they want to view. And I think that's how you find the balance, right? Is by focusing on yourself, but providing value to others. Mm -hmm. So before we wrap up, tell me a little bit about your book. Why, why should somebody go out and buy your book? Yeah. So I think you kind of got a lot of essence of who I am by now, um, if you made it this far. But what you can expect from my book, The Game of Self-Domination, is a lot of me. <laughs> like what we've been seeing so far. Uh, this is a book of passion. It talks about passion. When people ask me who this book is for, I really say that this book is for anyone who is looking for growth, like personal growth. I do have two kinds of people that I know this book is not for. And I think it's actually better to describe who this book is not for because this book really, you can use the framework that I'm telling, well, that I'm teaching in this book. It's really applicable for anyone who needs to create the mental transformation in the name of creating a happier life. Uh, because growth is happiness, right? Yeah. But so the two kind of people that I don't recommend this book is for is one kind is someone who likes to be told that staying realistic is good. Like this book might annoy you because it's such a passionate book. <laughs> I talk about like, go get down realistic dream. Like let's shoot for the star, right? Like to the moon. Like <laughs> Anyway, so this book will annoy you. So don't buy it. Um, the second Second people, the group of people that I don't recommend is uh, people who are searching for answers because you're not going to get answered. Like in the end of the day, as we discussed today, I think a lot of it is resistance resistance and continuous work, continuous effort, growth never ends. And actually the the secret again, the secret of this is when the growth actually ends, you, you, you're dead, you're dead. (laughs) So there's no happiness there anymore. Like you're not living your life to be retired, actually, believe it or not. Um, after six months, let's say two years, two years of doing nothing, you're gonna, you're gonna be dead. Like you're gonna be so unhappy. Right. And we're gonna talk about that too in this book. So (laughs) those are two people that I don't recommend. Uh, what do I talk about in this book? Like I said, it's three phases, how someone can create mental transformation. The first phase, I talk about how someone can create dream. And in this, during this process, all we talk about is emotional building because there is no space for logical thinking in this phase. It's the logic thinker that stops us from pursuing unrealistic goals, right? You will always have reason why you shouldn't commit to whatever you want to commit. So all we talk about in this phase is how can we create that strong, crazy emotion for you to finally commit and create that decisiveness. Second phase, I talk about perseverance, um, something that we talked a lot about today. Um, Two things, two major things I would say, even three. The first thing I talk about in this phase is self-awareness because I think what comes to surprise to people oftentimes is actually how much they don't know about themselves, how much they actually didn't even understand what they wanted. So I give people 
kind of perspectives and framework that people can apply in order for them to think in terms of what they want uh, of themselves. And then the second thing we talk about is, so let's talk about efficiency and effectiveness, because I always also wanted to create include some very practical tips. And in this method that I developed, it, I call it Life Up Method, consists of five different ideas from business and economics. And coming from business background, I have this eye of picking up ideas from business and then understanding in terms of how we can use them in life. Mm -hmm. So the first one comes from Italian engineer. The second one is from British economist. The third one is from... Uh, the Japanese automotive company. The fourth one comes from U.S. or well, global consulting firm. The fifth one is from a U.S. president, the 34th U.S. president. So all of these people and entity had their own theories that they applied on their business practices. Yeah. So I would like lay them out in in a framework that people can use to organize their life and create more efficiency and effectiveness in order for them to achieve the goals that we just made in the first phase. Yep. It's a, it comes with the framework, but what, what I want people to really extract from this whole exercise is the thinking goes behind it. Yep. So not necessarily the method itself, but the thinking, because when you have, when you acquire this method, like you can't, even if you don't want to, like you can't help think in terms of effectiveness when you create tasks or goals. Yeah. Um, well, I would say tasks. Okay, the third thing I talk about in this phase is um, how to have high sense of emotional intelligence because a lot of shit is about to go down, right? Yeah. And it's not gonna be all rainbow and candies and like sweet, like, you know, easy load. It's gonna be a lot of hardships. And one thing I notice is we fail to navigate through these hardships because these are very emotional experiences. Mm -hmm. And we try, we tend to take them very emotionally. We yeah. tend to take them very personally as well. But having high sense of emotional intelligence means that you are able to navigate through these emotional experiences with logics and not taking things so personally. So we talk about that a lot because we talk about failures. Let's redefine failures. And then finally, the third phase, we talk about success and happiness. And what we talked about today earlier, what I've come to notice is like, it's a macro score of how beautiful in the end of the day you can like recognize your life was in your deathbed. Like no one is caring about how good you look on your Instagram. No one's caring about like how much money you have in your bank at that time, right? So it just gives you this perspective of like, let's rethink re about what happiness should be in our terms. Um, so that pretty much summarizes the whole book. Sounds, uh, sounds like an awesome book. Definitely I would recommend everyone not in those two categories to go yeah. uh, and check it out. You're in those two <laughs> categories, just don't even bother. Just yeah, don't even bother. bother. <laughs> but I I don't think there's going to be anyone who who's listening to your podcast who fit into those two categories. No, ho hopefully if they're trying to create unshakable habits, if they're in one of those two categories, they're trying to get out and mm. it's okay for them to still buy the book since they're trying to get out, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, Nassane, I appreciate you joining me today. If someone wants to follow you or get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yes. Yeah, so my website is, well, my name is Natsune Oki. So if you Google type in Natsune Oki, something will show up. My website is Life Up Education TV. I'm pretty active on YouTube, um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, in the order I mentioned. Um, there's also... A Facebook group that you can join from Life Up Tribe. Uh, well, there's a page called Q&A page on my website. People can drop in question in that Facebook group. It's completely free. I'm never gonna charge you anything. So you just drop in, and then you can ask like you can ask me anything, and then I will feature your question in my show, Ask Natsune Show, on my YouTube. Cool. 
appreciate you again for being here and being willing to share all of your wisdom, knowledge, and growth with us. I do want to remind everyone that the Unshakable Habits podcast can be found on YouTube at unshakablehabits.com slash YouTube or wherever your favorite podcast plays. So this is Stephen Box once again thanking our guest Nasane Oki for joining us today and reminding you that you were not designed to be average. It is possible to take your habits from unsustainable to unshakable. But first you need a vision, the skills, and then you must take the actions. Thanks for listening to the Unshakable Habits Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please subscribe at unshakablehabits.com slash YouTube or on your favorite podcast app. You can learn more about Unshakable Habits at unshakablehabits.com. Until next week, be unshakable, my friends. Unshakable.